Yeah, well, it's been a very difficult week and um, it's very cold today. I'm actually sitting uh, with, oh, I've got t-shirts and uh, sleeveless pullover, uh, a thin jumper and two thicker jumpers on, so that's about five layers. There we go. Uh, welcome to a cold uh, episode 32 of Mr. Burt Blogs. It is very cold, actually, and I went for a run this morning. Uh, I had yoga first, uh, being a creature of habit. Um, that was uh, the usual audience, because today um, there was a removal van over the sort of flats opposite the window with a little car park. So, of course, somebody decides to move this morning. So they're going in and out, in and out, in and out. Oh, just a, The two men moving them looked like they were... Anyway, never mind what they look like, but um, I couldn't concentrate on yoga because all I could see that was them bobbing around the whole time. It was really annoying. And then, of course, at one point, one of them spotted me, and that was that. I just couldn't exactly die for cover because I'm on a uh, Zoom camera. Um, and that was a bit traumatic because the Zoom uh, kept freezing up at the teacher's end. So um, she didn't realise because half the time she was doing the yoga with her eyes closed. So she was carrying on and uh, no one else could see it, uh, had a clue what was going on. That was quite funny, actually. And then I went for a run and um, I haven't got any long pants. So uh, I still have to do that in shorts. Uh, but I did put three layers on and on top. And I was all right, actually. But it was absolutely freezing wind. The temperature wasn't too bad, but the wind, it was like being in an Antarctic expedition without the snow. It was so cold that there were no dog walkers. That in fact there was just no one. There was no one around at all. It's usually people meandering hither and thither, but no one. We were walking over that this recreation ground that I run around. It's about five hundred meters to go round the full square. We were walking across it yesterday, and uh, the neighbour hippie, uh, the hippie family, came in sight from the other side. Thought she was going to ignore us actually. Um, looking a bit harassed, dragging a child. No, she wasn't actually dragging the child. The child was running on ahead. Uh, she she announced uh, she was an hour late. Um, for, it was nearly three o'clock. Uh, and she had something going on at three, and she was not near home. But we walked past the house later, and she was just sitting on uh, the computer in the window. So, well, obviously it wasn't that important. There's always some drama going on down that end of the road. Um... Mr. and Mrs. Wilson just did comment that uh, they haven't been running with me for two months, which is just shocking and very disappointing, seeing as uh, they were the ones that got me into the running in the first place. So, um, yes. Anyway, it's been a very traumatic week, and I went up to Harrogate on Tuesday. We're at this situation where mum got moved... Ooh. That's three o'clock bird. Mum was... Oh, went on for a long time. Uh, Mum got moved into care home. Oh, do you know, I've, I've completely lost track of time. It was before Christmas last year. So then the house was empty. And then she died in March. And then it was all sort of locked down and horrendous hideousness. Um, and then at some point, my brother just said, let's get the house on the market because uh, it'll just force us to clear it, which I think was really sensible. I can't remember when put it on the market in the end, but anyway, it sold really quickly. Ironically, since the the house next door, they're a bit strange. 
that's been um, um I don't know who that person was. Um that's been on the market three times and never sold and it's on the market now. It went on around the same time as we put Mum and Dad's house on the market and it still hasn't sold. And ours uh, mum and dad sold where I had an offer within day well was it within days? It was very quick. So um yeah, I then sort of buried my head in the sand about the whole thing. I'd started going through stuff at the beginning in February when uh I suppose it was just after Christmas when I started going to think about things again. And um so I'd taken a lot of I'd gone through mum's stuff, like her her life stuff, letters and bits and bobs and things. And then I put a load of stuff aside to go to auction and I put some stuff aside to bring back to London. And uh, then, of course, completely forgot about it for the next uh, nine months or something because um, of lockdown. So um, then my brother had to tidy the house for the estate agents. Um, and then I think he moved a load of stuff that I put by for myself. So I can't remember <laughs> what he's done with it. I can't remember what it was anyway. So obviously it doesn't matter that much. But anyway. Um, yeah, so I think looming, we've got completion. Uh, um, someone texting me. Um, so my brother had gone up a couple of weeks ago, maybe no longer than that, with his daughter and continued getting stuff together. We've basically, well, I'd cleared mum's stuff. Um, uh, there was, there's just loads of books and stuff of mine, and my brother's gone through the stuff he wants. Um, and I had sort of all, all these romantic ideas of auctioning everything that I thought should be auctioned. We, we just haven't got time. We haven't got time to do any of this. Just I think we're just going to hit house clearance. I just want to make sure nothing goes off in house clearance uh, that I don't want to. And obviously there's some things will that will happen to. But I think we've got the majority of stuff. So I then went up. Um, he then, yeah, my sister-in-law then got COVID. So my brother couldn't go up again. I think he's still in isolation at the moment not sure and um i tootle up on tuesday and it was fine actually um it was a nice journey up i got a cheapish first class seat and um i just went first class because i thought well there's it's, it's just a bit roomier there's less people it's just roomier because uh, it's that being indoors oh there's an oh, oh damn the neighbors just turned up i didn't notice that's really annoying come i'm not pointed near enough to the window that's the trouble um oh no he's back out again oh no he's putting the bins out yeah that was really annoying actually because at lunchtime um i've never seen anyone put bins out with less enthusiasm lunchtime people over the road he came back in his motor well we were watching the good place because we always watched the good place at lunchtime and he came back in his motorcycle this is another neighbor neighbors over the road and um it's just it's a pump pump Pop, what's the word I'm looking for? Popping his horn and um, um, just sat there revving his engine for absolutely ages. Why can't he just phone his wife and say, open the door or bang on it or do something? I don't know. Or go in the front door and open the back door himself. Uh, eventually, she let him in. Uh, and then, and then of course, um, oh, no, in his car, wonder where he's going. Uh, and then, um, of course, then he has to put the bins out. So that's all palavers going on. And I couldn't concentrate on the good place. So that was extremely irritating. Anyway, um, so I'm going up on the train. That was all lovely. Uh, it didn't feel too bad. I just didn't, I'm just less keen to be indoors with COVID around. Um, 
but it was there's a few trains that go straight to Harrogate uh, without because so, usually you have to go to Leeds or York and then change but a few just go King's Cross to Harrogate so I got one of those and it was fine actually the house was we kept the heating on so it was warm and that person's going to walk into a tree if they don't get off their phone I'm so willing one day one person to be so locked into their phone they'll walk into a tree it hasn't happened yet um and then oh, that reminds me of a story actually when I did walk into something anyway um so yeah that was all fine and then I what did I do I was just sort of going through so I've gone through mum and dad's stuff basically got that and I sort of had to sort out at what stage I'd got to with the stuff from when I'd last been up in flipping February uh but that was all right um and then eventually uh, my brother had basically found a set of drawers. They were, uh, what do you call them? What do you call those metal drawer things? You know what I mean? Um, that mum had kept loads and loads of our stuff in, and she, indeed she had. So uh, amazingly, she's put, she kept like drawings and poetry, in inverted commas, and paintings from when I was a wee child. And um, she's kept every single greetings card I think anyone has ever sent her in her life I mean I just had to bin the whole lot but um what can you do uh I mean if there was anything amongst it oh man in shorts well I can't talk because I was in shorts earlier on but he's just walking it's cold out there and um yeah so but she'd kept a folder with like all my reports in from when I was uh I think first year of secondary school uh, I found a nice family album of my sort of great grandparents. Not too many photos in it. Mum must have put it together, but enough, just enough actually. I'm not sure who everybody is. Um, and she's like kept theatre programmes and stuff from uh, trips to London. So every big moment of my life that I really remember, uh, there was something sort of physical there in my head. There was something physical there um, that Mum had kept. So it was lovely. So I was able to collect all this stuff, and I didn't get down. I was actually quite. Um, I was quite happy. It was actually quite nice just being on my own for a bit as well. Um, and then a friend of mine came over who I grew up with. So we went for a walk because uh, she's been shielding because she's got asthma. Um, we went for a walk through the local woods where I used to spend an awful lot of time and which are now not as exciting as they used to be. We did. There, there's a sort of a couple of... Um, I think filled in quarries, one of them's water. I mean, it must have been so dangerous because uh, I remember it was just, just used to have this sort of wire fence around it that was always had a hole cut in it that you could get in. And we were just talking about those terrible, um, they were terrible. Those of us who grew up in the 70s, they were these public, what were they called? Public information films. Um, and there was a series aimed at children uh, and they were really hideous. It was the dangers of going into quarries uh, in case the quarry got flooded and you died, drowned. There was a boy climbing up a pylon who got electrocuted. <laughs> it was just awful. Um, there was the lilo one. If you lie on lilos, you get blown out to sea and never get seen again. And the, what, the quarry one was awful because death loomed up. It was like death in my... Um, anyone who's on my... <laughs> that's probably where it's come from, actually. Um, death who came in my uh, play for the space within at the end the, the image Darren had created uh, that's what uh, was looming over the boy at the end you can get them all on YouTube um, and then at the end I think the boy escaped and you just see death's cape um, bubbling in into a 
puddle or something. It was really, they were, they were really creepy. And my friend was saying she reckons parents in the 70s were just so crap. Uh, she said she had a key to her own house at the age of seven, which is appalling, really. Um, it was probably aimed more at the parents than the children. But that, that sort of lakey pond, that filled in quarry thing in the woods always reminded me of that. Um, yes, talking of death, one of my favourite, well, probably my favourite ever film was um, is Fanny and Alexander, Ingmar Bergman. I was obsessed, well, I still am obsessed with Ingmar Bergman, and it's his big epic. Oh, here we go. Face mask on outside. What's the point? Um, there is a scene at the beginning, it's a sort of six hour, there's a short mm, t- a cinema version, but a six hour TV version, which I actually haven't got a copy of. Um, and at the beginning, there's a, a little boy hiding under a table and a statue comes alive and death walks by dragging his scythe. It's quite jolly. <laughs> and, um, oh God, everything. I'm, I'm actually doing, doing some new writing at the moment and it's all about death. Everything's about death that I'm writing at the moment. Um, but there's this lovely music. And as my favourite bit of the journey up to Harrogate is between Leeds and Harrogate where you go over two viaducts and the countryside is just beautiful. And as we were on that, bit of the journey i was listening to uh, a new uh, album called the art of the mandolin which is i never listened to any mandolin music a mixture of vivaldi and quite uh, tuneless contemporary stuff and um there oh, that person's wrapped up warm um and then the, the second movement of one of the vivaldi oh don't that person's just turned around and is now walking back oh it's the neighbor she's forgotten something no it isn't the neighbor it's somebody that looks like the neighbor but still has forgotten something, obviously. Um, the second movement of Vivaldi is the music that um, is played on the soundtrack as the boys under the table as death goes by and the statue comes alive, which is one of the images that I always, always hold in my head. And it was so odd hearing this music, such because uh, the, the film just reminds me of being a child so much and quite obsessed with it, and hearing this music at this sort of serendipitous moment as I was going back possibly to the family house for the last time. That was quite strange. Anyway, I uh, I meander a little. So uh, it's a very bright blue colour. There's some colours that just make your eyes go a bit funny when it's the light starting to go outside. And that blue is one of them. Um, So, yeah, so it was, it was, I was actually quite happy. It was nice. Um, and I decided to walk back to the station. Uh, it takes about half an hour um, because uh, I didn't really want to get in a taxi. Harrogate's in and was really, really in lockdown. I mean, London doesn't particularly feel like lockdown, but Harrogate felt like lockdown back in March. There was just no one around at all. It was deserted. It was quite odd. And anyway, I was in these filing cabinets. That's the word I was looking for, metal cabinets, uh, drawers. And um, at the bottom drawer, Dad did Ketwood put all this stuff in envelopes my dad was very very organized and i reached in this was not long before i had to leave and fortunately i'd got everything ready so i was pretty much ready just to go um because i'd formed three boxes of stuff my pop-up books that's another story for another time my sort of drama books i've managed to uh, I, I thought I'll bring back with me and some another box of bits and bobs. I think my brother's going to have to collect them at some point. So um, plus a bag of stuff that I really, really wanted and thought if I don't get 
back again or my brother or whatever I really want this stuff so I brought that back with me um and then um I reached into the filing cabinet to get uh one of the last my hand went under the last of the envelopes and there was something I did to the, I don't know what it was there was something so sharp there um it was like a kitchen knife and it just sliced into my um oh the person who turned around and came back has come back with someone so they there's two of them now so she obviously forgot somebody <laughs> um yeah if you don't like stories about blood turn off now um it sliced my thing my middle finger of my right hand to the side of the tip quite badly and i could not could not get it to stop bleeding uh, I put numerous plasters on. There was blood spattered. It looked like um, American Psycho in the bathroom. There was blood in the bath, all over the floor, in the sink, up the tiles, um, on the toilet and on the toilet roll holder. It was absolutely everywhere. So I was, one part of me was trying to clean it all up. And part of me was just trying to staunch the bleeding, which just went on and on and on. Eventually, uh, I was getting quite hysterical at this time because I was getting so late for my train. Eventually, I shoved a massive piece of toilet paper over it. And I found some medical tape and I bandaged the tape around so that um, it looked... Um, uh, it looked very uh, stupid, to be honest. Um, but I was just really relieved. I obviously had to clean up the blood because I thought if anybody comes in, it's just going to look absolutely awful. Um, so I eventually got myself together, uh, left the house, faffing around. Of course, everything went wrong. I couldn't. There's no lights when you go out. It's complete darkness. I couldn't get the key to the door. I couldn't get the key into the garage door. There was uh, things I had to lock up and stuff that I couldn't do before I got out the back door. It was a real palaver because I hadn't booked a taxi, so I couldn't. It was, uh, there was no way I was going to get a taxi at that point. So I basically had to walk to the station. Uh, I managed to do a 30 minute walk in 25 minutes, probably because of my running. Um, I was fit enough to be able to do it. And um, I'm just waving to somebody who's just left the house and going for a walk. And um, got there. Uh, very impressed. Did this half an hour walk within 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Got to the barriers, and just as I was getting through the barrier, the man said, "Oh, it's, you've missed the train. They're shutting the doors," and I missed the train. <laughs> just standing on the platform as it pulled out. So I was bleeding everywhere, and uh, no, I wasn't bleeding. But fortunately, I had stopped it. So that was um, really annoying. And that, that was, of course, was the only through to London train. And, of course, I'd got this cheapish first class. So I had to go off to the man and say, this train, you know, looking like a complete idiot, completely out of breath, looking completely disorganised. And, of course, you can't stand there and say, well, actually, I'm late because there's blood all over the bathroom because I cut myself. Not that he could have cared. And um, I got a 40 quid ticket standard class back on the next train. I had to cut a long story short. It was actually fine because... Well, there's free food in first class, well, free in inverted commas, um, which is partly why I wanted to go back because I hadn't eaten. But I wasn't hungry. I think I was so traumatised I wasn't hungry. B, there was only two other people in my standard class um, carriage. That was all fine. And C, it was a 
it was a through-ish train that only stopped at Stevenage. So despite the fact I had half an hour to wait for it at Harrogate and another 20-minute wait at, wait at Leeds, um, I got into, no, York, I got into London twenty only 20 minutes later than I would have done if I'd been on the train I was booked. So that was all marvellous. Anyone who saw uh, Northern Lights last night on BBC, the Philip Pullman thing, Jack Thorne adapted, uh, the, the bit with the knife where Will uh, cuts his fingers with a knife, well, if you uh, think of that, that's pretty much what I was going through in the bathroom. So anyway, it's actually pretty amazing because I, my bro- I was texting my brother all the way back. He's damaged an artery, so he thought I might have damaged an artery. So go to a and um, I was trying to be positive and uh, think I haven't damaged. An- I did think I had. It was too far over, but anyway, I hadn't. Uh, it's still healing. Um, it's not hurting too much, and I've got a blister on my foot as well. So um, yeah. Uh, anyway, I'll follow that story up next week. I, don't, I think I've got a bit of a quieter week. Um, I've got some writing done, which is marvellous. Uh, I've got to do a bit more of that. And uh, it's all about death, though, as I say. It's all quite depressing and really weird. But I am, I know partly why, because I'm watching The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix, which is just phenomenally, phenomenally brilliant. Uh, I didn't think you could adapt the book, The Haunting of Hill House so utterly brilliant in fact it's not adapted from the book it's it's managed to keep the basic premise and sort of plot of the book uh, and then bring it up to date as well um and still have flashbacks it's astonishing it is so brilliantly done and so creepy in fact i watched the first episode in mum and dad's house which probably wasn't a great idea because i woke up in the middle of the night thinking about it Mm. anyway time to go thank you for listening i'm about to cough a lot Uh, and I'll see you next week. Bye.